0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, October 2nd. Today's big idea? Donald Trump's tweets make matters worse in Puerto Rico and North Korea. An instinct to counterpunch often leads Trump to try putting out fires with gasoline. That does not always best serve his or our country's interests. This weekend brought two fresh illustrations that the president may say it best when he says nothing at all. First, Puerto Ricans were outraged that Trump spent last weekend at war with the National Football League over the National Anthem. He said nothing about their suffering in the wake of Hurricane Maria. But be careful what you wish for. Trump tweeted 24 times about Puerto Rico on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Most of the messages attacked local leaders, ripped media coverage of the humanitarian disaster as, quote, fake news, and praised the great job, he wrote it in all caps, that his team is doing. Around 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, Trump tweeted from his luxury golf club in New Jersey that the mayor of San Juan, who had publicly asked Trump for help on Friday, had been, quote, told by the Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. Then on Sunday, Trump publicly contradicted Secretary of State Rex Tillerson a day after Tillerson said on a visit to Beijing that the administration is looking to directly negotiate with North Korea. The president tweeted that his own chief diplomat is, quote, wasting his time trying to negotiate with Little Rocket Man. Some current and former administration officials say privately that their jobs would be much easier at times like this if Trump just stayed out of the way. Trump probably would have been better off if he deferred to his national security team on North Korea and allowed his surrogates like the FEMA administrator the Treasury secretary or the director of OMB to defend his response to Maria. Instead, all three of those guys were forced to explain on the Sunday shows what the president meant with his tweets. For his part, Trump was defiant. At a golf tournament last night, Trump said the administration has the situation in Puerto Rico totally under control, and he's repeatedly threatened now to totally destroy North Korea. In the Bible, reticence is a virtue. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent, we are told. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. An Americanized version of this proverb, which is often misattributed to Abraham Lincoln or Mark Twain, is that it is better to remain silent and appear foolish than to speak and remove all doubt. Or as Winston Churchill purportedly said, we are masters of the unsaid words, but slaves of those we let slip out. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, tragedy in Las Vegas. A gunman in a high-rise hotel opened fire on concertgoers at a country music festival on the Las Vegas Strip late Sunday, killing at least 50 people and injuring more than 200 in one of the worst mass shootings in modern American history. The gunman, identified as Steven Paddock, was later killed during a standoff with police. He was 64. That carnage surpasses the death toll of 49 people at an Orlando nightclub where a gunman believed inspired by ISIS opened fire in 2016. The sniper-style gunfire in Las Vegas rained down from the Mandalay Bay Hotel around 10 p.m. local time. Police said they confronted the gunman shortly thereafter on the hotel's 32nd floor. Number two. Three Americans have won the 2017 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for their work on molecular mechanisms that control circadian systems. The prize committee said the men discovered how a life forms, quote, inner clock can fluctuate to optimize our behavior and physiology. The winners of the other Nobel Prizes, including the Peace Prize, will be announced later this week. Number three, the Supreme Court begins its new term today with a majority conservative bench prepared to tackle a range of controversial issues three cases in particular are worth paying attention to. They will probably be heard by the end of the year. At issue in those three cases, whether the court will find that Wisconsin's electoral districts were gerrymandered with such a partisan skew that they violate the Constitution, whether prosecutors must seek a judge's permission before securing cell phone tower records that contain months of details about a person's whereabouts and whether a wedding vendor whose religious beliefs do not condone same-sex marriage must comply with a state law that prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation. Just as Ruth Bader Ginsburg put it best when speaking to Georgetown University law students recently. She said, quote, there is only one prediction that is entirely safe about the upcoming term, and that is it will be momentous. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, October 2nd. I mentioned this last week, but we're doing a listener survey to figure out how this audio briefing can be as valuable for you as possible. We're taking responses until this Thursday, and I'd be grateful if you could take just a couple minutes to give us some feedback. The survey is at WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. Again, WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. If you fill out the survey, you'll be entered into a sweepstakes to win one of five $100 Amazon gift cards. Again, the survey's at WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.